like the Merle Haggard blues today. I write songs when I feel this way. I grab my guitar and I play. I got the Merle Haggard blues today. Happy October to all. Welcome to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. I'm your host, Tessa Morrow, and the music is courtesy of the amazing Bobby Mackey. Throughout the years I've been involved with the paranormal, I've been so lucky to get to know some incredibly talented people. Researchers, fellow investigators, sensitives, mediums. Mediums, they've always fascinated me. As a paranormal investigator, I communicate with the deceased. I mean, I use tools, equipment, and my mind. And being a sensitive, yes, sometimes I get the phantom smells, feel things, see things, so on. Mediums, they communicate with the deceased using their mind, their body, and much more. I have spoken with many mediums, and it's always so neat to hear about their incredible experiences, their mind-blowing encounters, each different and each unique. This week's guest is a phenomenal medium, Mary Priscilla. Mary Priscilla, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day and joining me. Welcome to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. Well, thanks for having me on, Tessa. Pleasure is absolutely all mine. So, Mary, when did you first realize that you had this special gift speaking with the deceased? Talk, if you will, about your first encounter. You know, I think that it's something that I've encountered through my whole life, and I didn't really take acknowledge of until later on in my mid-20s. The first encounter is, you know, from being a child, I can remember seeing my great-grandfather at my grandmother's house, not knowing who he was, and... I remember just, like, being able to see things that nobody else could see and everybody just kind of being like, you know, who are you? Right. <laughs> you know, people don't really know how to react or how to even understand when a child says, you know, who is that person and nobody else can see him over there or just, you know, has knowledge of things that they would have had no idea of knowing. So I think that it was like little bits and pieces through my life, and then I just kind of came to a firm understanding of it when we bought a house that had a lot of residual and intelligent spirit in it. And then, you know, I couldn't hide it anymore. It was kind of more like I knew I, I was supposed to be at that house, and I was supposed to be helping that spirit move on. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's incredible. So you were ultimately able to help that spirit move on? You know, we actually ended up having multiple spirits in that house, and I I would like to say that most of them are at peace or had moved on, but the house still does have residual energy in it, so I I think that there is some ties still to the house, but in their own time, they'll move forward. Incredible, and so you still actually live in that house then? I actually don't live in the house anymore. We moved out of that house, but I did, or I, I've never sold the house. I don't ever plan on selling that house. Mm. Um, I kind of looked at it like it was a gift in the sense that it really brought me to an understanding of what my purpose in life was. So I kind of made a promise to the past owners of the house and the house itself and just said, you know, we're going to love it. And if it comes to time that we need to sell, we will. But right now it's supposed to be in our hands. So... And it's, it's a very old house. It was built in nineteen in the 1900s, and it was in the same family up until the 90s. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, that's incredible. And I'm sure, Mary, if time comes that you do decide to sell it, I'm sure it'll be to the most perfect family ever. So I feel like I would be the pickiest seller. (laughs) (laughs) Right. As you should, as you should. And so I want to rewind back real quick about your great grandfather. That is pretty amazing that as a young child, you you saw this gentleman not knowing who he was exactly and how did it come about you finding out who he was and what went through your mind as a young child like wait a second you're telling me this is who it is and that this person hasn't been around for a long time how does a kid even comprehend with that you know I at the time I didn't comprehend who it was and I had no idea of who it was yeah um it wasn't until many years later and I remember being outside of my grandma mother's house with my cousins and stuff and I kept seeing him and I had said something to my grandma and my mom and they just kind of were like you know we're not going to talk about it and we just like they kind of just brushed under the rug so I just kind of stayed quiet about it for many years and then it wasn't until we were going through a family album for like wedding pictures and getting like things organized from that side of the family that I found a picture of him, and there wasn't many in our family, but we were going through as a family, like my mom, my grandmother, and me. Yeah. And I had seen this picture, and I was like, this is the guy that I always seen when I was a kid. And my my mom was like, that's my grandpa. That makes sense, because he is kind of always been a guardian for me, and she just kind of has always viewed him as almost like a guardian angel for her. So she wasn't surprised years later when we were more comfortable talking about it. And I think that it was less of a shock to them that years later it stuck with me and it wasn't just a kid's imagination, you know? Right. Yeah. Because, you know, especially this day and age, so many people, if their kid is like, you know, that like acting differently or trying, you know, talking to something that's not there, they automatically think, oh, it's just an imaginary friend. But that's not always the case. Right. Well, and I think that a lot of times there's so many things as parents that we are so scared of, you know, something being, I don't want to say something being difficult because our kids go through difficult things all the time, but, you know, something more than what it is. So I think that parents' minds always go to the worst assumption of what it is, you know? So when there's a child talking to somebody that's not there, mental illness is something that parents always ask me about and I always tell them I'm not a professional and if you have questions go and talk to somebody but they might be sensitive to spirit and wouldn't that be the best thing (laughs) absolutely I mean it is really a special gift to have and I mean I myself I'm a sensitive I'm by no means a medium at all and I think what you guys have is such a phenomenal gift and so since your great grandpa have you ever mary have your departed loved ones communicate with you since that amazing encounter i have had my loved ones come through you know i i have a cousin that passed um, in a tragic accident when i was in middle school and we were always really close but i do know like before major events come up in my life or before something kind of goes crazy my cousin always comes up and he just kind of gives me a sign like, hey, here I am, you know, you're not alone. And to me, that just always amazes me because I do talk to other mediums and sometimes their loved ones don't ever come through. So for me to be able to have that opportunity and that blessing for him just to be around when I need him the most, is, is it's been a great life tool to get me through some things. 
Wow, absolutely. And my condolences to the loss of your sweet cousin. That's it's always hard when we lose people in our lives. It never gets easy, you know, and it's amazing. And I think a warm feeling that yeah, your cousin continues to come and visit you and let you know that things are okay, you're not alone, and so on. And yeah, it has been a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. I hear you. So each medium and the way they do things and process things and how they see things are different. And I kind of want to hear about your techniques. Like, how do they come to you? How does it happen? So I I remember when I first kind of took hold of my medium stuff and I was reaching out to other mediums and they were like, you know, explaining to me how they have to meditate or they, like, they have a routine that they do every day to be able to channel what they do. And it always blew my mind because I was like, I can't stop it. You know, I'll be walking down the grocery store aisle and something comes up. And wow. <laughs> they were like, oh, you're, you're going to have to work on getting that under control. Because, <laughs> you know, there has been times where it's been very intimidating. You know, I'll be in a very different environment where I'm not going to obviously be channeling something and spirit comes through and I'm like oh boy <laughs> right <laughs> you don't you don't quite know how to handle it but since then I've learned grounding myself I've became a Reiki master since I have, be, have taken hold of my medium stuff and Reiki has really helped me with the understanding and being able to you know not push spirit away but like, have things come through more subtle. It's not just, like, hitting me like a freight train. Right. And that's smart <laughs> to do that. Yeah. But, and spirit, I've learned, like, souls are all different. Just like people are different, souls are so different, too. So spirit always comes differently to me. You know, sometimes I'll have a spirit come through and show me just images, and I won't be able to hear them. And sometimes I'll just get like flashes of things and just hear them clear as day right and I have a lot of experiences too with like objects moving or just things like out of the norm my radio going off just weird things I always say that when you're involved in the paranormal and supernatural world there's never a dull moment you know, it's, it's, it's always something. And I always say that I always kid around saying that if it weren't for the paranormal, I would be the most boring person on planet earth. <laughs> I, I can relate to that. <laughs> but thank goodness we're both in that. So we're, we're not boring. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, Mary, I've, I've encountered some people who have this special, unique, raw gift, the ability to communicate with the deceased, and it's almost like they're in denial, and the thought simply is too much for them, and it scares them, and like you said, it could be really intimidating at times. Mary, you embraced this gift. It may have taken a while, and in your 20s, you, you know, you embraced it, but for those people listening who feel they have the same gift as you, but are kind of afraid or unsure what to do with it. Do you have any advice, any words of wisdom for them? You know, I think that the thing that really made it easy for me to grasp on, because not everybody understands it, and there's still, I mean, I have family members that don't, I don't want to say that they don't support me, but they don't understand why I take this journey. But the thing that I always go back to is when I was a, high schooler, I read the book A Purpose Driven Life 
And later on, right around the time that I had my medium stuff come in, I got the book given to me again. Oh, so wow. here I am with two copies of the book, and I'm like, okay, I, I better read this again. <laughs> and it really kind of opened up my eyes that, you know, what is your purpose in life? And, you know, just because you're sensitive doesn't mean maybe you want to work as a medium. But maybe you want to choose a career path that you can use your abilities and your gifts to help others, you know, law enforcement, an EMT, working in a hospital, fire department, anything like that. If you're sensitive, you're going to be more open to what's going on around you. And you'll be able to run across people that you can help along the way. Right. No, and that absolutely makes sense for sure. And so for the people, you know, who think you do have some, you know, this gift, don't be afraid of it. Embrace it. And one more time, Mary, what's the name of that book for those people? The Purpose Driven Life. Okay. The Purpose Driven Life. Awesome. Well, absolutely. So there you go, folks. And Mary, you are so incredible that families actually use you time to time to help with possibly locating their missing loved ones. And I know there's only so much you can say about this. And obviously, I understand, you know, names and things. But can you talk about some of these cases? I, you know, I can. I have talked to some of the families and some of the cases that I'm working right now, we're really pushing the work alongside with law enforcement and that you know missing persons cases back to the purpose thing I I do feel like I became a medium or God gave me this gift because I was supposed to help people and one of the ways is the missing persons cases but not everybody sees it like that you know sometimes I I get in touch with law enforcement and they go what a crazy kook (laughs) (laughs) but it is what it is and you know at the end of the day I what do you have to lose? You know, right. when you have no leads, they've been working it for months, what do you do? But one of the cases that I do want to mention is a case in Gearing, Nebraska, and that's Chance Engelbert. He's been missing since July of this year, July 6th, oh, to be exact. Wow. And the last time anybody seen him was 7.30 p.m. at night, and that would have been his wife was the last person to see him. And there has been no contact, nothing, nothing since his disappearance. And, you know, it's really hard not to, it's not hard because I feel like I'm supposed to be so attached, but I I really do become so attached with these families. Chance's mom is such a sweetheart and she's just, it would be amazing if we could just bring Chance home. But, and that's the difficult part about it too, is I can't just, walk out somewhere and go find them and bring them home. There's a lot of hoops to jump through. There's a lot of things that go into play. But we're not giving up on Chance's case and we're going to keep working it and I hope that law enforcement decides to jump on board and we can work as a team. That would be amazing. Absolutely. My thoughts and prayers go out to Chance and his family and friends and the community. It is really hard when there's miss, there's so many missing people in this country and just in the world in general. And, you know, I'm sure if you, you know, people who are listening, they in their town have at least one notorious, you know, missing persons case that they, you know, that has always like kind of plagued them and had nightmares about. And it is neat when you have mediums like yourself jump on board, whether law enforcement like agree with it or not. And 
try to make a difference, try to be, bring answers. And I never like to say the word closure because I don't think it is closure, but at least answers to the family members. You know, I mean, that's really, really important. And there's this girl missing in my town, in my hometown, and she's been missing, I believe, since 2013. And it's like every year we're like, okay, she's going to be located, you know, she'll be able to have a final resting place. And every year passes by and nothing yet. So it's, it is great when you have people like yourself trying to make a difference in helping. So keep doing what you're doing when it comes to that. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. No, thank you. So not all cases end with a sad ending, Mary. I don't know if you can talk about this one, but at one point you helped a runaway reunite with her loved ones. Yep. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, I've worked multiple runaway cases, actually. And that's the thing that, you know, not all missing people are missing. I hate to say it like that, but it is the truth. You know, sometimes you do get somebody that just needs a break and they think that running away is going to be the best way to solve the problem but it, it's helpful with what I do because even though let me say that the person doesn't have to be passed for me to channel things for them so like in runaway cases their guides will come in and give me signs like dates or timelines or locations or sometimes I can look at a map and be like let's look at this area and those things are really really helpful Yeah, that's incredible. That's always been kind of really mind-blowing to me that if they're not dead, they can still, you know, you can still pick up on things like that. Like you're like seeing through their eyes almost. And I think that's really, really interesting. You know, Mary, earlier this year, one of my friends went missing and it was just for like a few days. But when you're missing someone, you know, you don't know if they're safe or if they've eaten or if they're cold or, you know, sheltered or anything. I I think even a few days feels like an eternity. And I was talking to one of my girlfriends who is a medium and I, I didn't give her much information, but I just, you know, I gave her a picture and immediately she was just like okay he you know he's okay he's safe and she just started like just saying he's uncertain about things and she she went into detail about several things and i told his sister and shortly after he was found and his sister said yeah every single one of those things is correct and so it's just kind of interesting it is good when people are found like you said not they aren't all missing you know they're kind of gone on their own accord even though they sometimes might not know what it's doing to their family and friends yep and everybody deals with their own things differently you know you never know what even though you might be the closest person to them or you might think that they're your best friend and stuff you never really know what they're dealing with on the inside so right And, you know, sometimes they don't know the best way to cope with things. And sometimes just taking a break and checking out for a while is not the safest thing. But, you know, sometimes it's what they think is best. And, you know, I think that mediums are able to pick up on that stuff when they're living because they all, just like my cousin comes in when I need him the most. Yeah. Those people have a spirit that, you know, is looking out for them too. So when they notice a medium's working and trying to help these families, I feel like those guides and those spirits just jump forward and help out. Right. No, absolutely. And that is amazing for sure. And 
we all need guides in our life and it's great when they kind of come together. Um, Mary, talk if you will about memorable moments you've had being a medium, your most rewarding moments. I, I'm sure you already mentioned some of them as you mentioned some amazing things so far, but what else kind of comes to mind when it comes to that? You know, I think that, I don't think I've ever done a reading and walked away and said that, you know, I, I, I never had a reading and walked away and didn't go, oh my gosh, you know, at some point in time throughout that reading, that just touched my soul, you know? Yeah. Every single person I've encountered has just been a gift, to be honest, and some of them are the hardest things. One of the ones that always stick out to me was just, it was recent, it was about in the last three months, I did a reading for a young girl, and her mom was skeptical of me. Her mom didn't believe in what I did, but this girl wanted a reading. And the mom didn't understand it at all. But they came in together, and she asked her mom to leave at the beginning of the reading. And I said, it's okay. If you're okay with it, I'm okay. We can, you know, call you in in a little bit. And this girl, I was picking up on stuff, but she had committed, or she had tried to commit suicide two nights prior to the reading. Oh, geez. And no, nobody knew about it. And by the grace of God, she somehow made it out without having to go to the hospital, without... I mean, this, it was just kind of a big deal, but only her closest friend in school knew about it. And there was a lot of things going on in the house, and at, towards the end, she goes, I, I think I need my mom in here. And it just, it touched me from her going, I don't want anything to do with my mom, and these struggles that she was dealing with on the inside, and she actually had planned to run away the next week. And she was so mad at me for be- picking up on that. Oh, wow. That exact dates, the, like the places that she was going to go, the car that she was going to drive, all of it. She was so upset with me. But at the end of the whole reading, her and her mom kind of had a eye-opening experience together. They kind of came to a new conclusion. They decided that counseling was going to be the best thing to move forward as a family, not just her on her own, but really moving forward as a family in a whole. Not that this was a child problem, that this was a whole family issue. And that just blew me away, just, you know, seeing the change in the hour and a half from they didn't, they could barely look at each other to leaving and hugging and holding hands. Oh, and what a gift that is, you know, that you gave them. Like you said, it just like, it went from one extreme to another. And so mom, obviously kind of being skeptical, not really knowing what to expect, I'm sure she was very grateful for this amazing gift you gave her, communication with her daughter, which isn't always the easiest thing. And I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure she's very grateful for that. That's awesome. Well, and you know, the relationships that we build along the way, I've I've worked a lot of missing persons cases, and I think that I talk to them more sometimes than I talk to my own family because those families you just become so close with. Yeah. And, you know, a simple text of, hey, how's it going? Or, you know, I had a rough day. Those bonds that you build, you always know that they have somebody to come to. You know, there's always a soft place to fall when things get tough. Absolutely. that, to me, is the greatest gift. For me to be able to give that comfort to somebody is the greatest gift for me. Incredible. Absolutely. And so, Mary, 
before we end, I want to know, and for the people who are listening, how can somebody who's interested get a, like, do a reading through you? So I have a website. Um, my website's Belladonna Readings. And all of my information's on my website. You can find me on Facebook, also under Belladonna Readings. I'm located in the South Dakota, Wyoming area. So just kind of reach out to me. Also, if you look up my name, Mary Priscilla, things kind of pop up. And I am very low-key on what I do. You know, I always joke with everybody because I live in a town, a very small town, and I always tease them. I'm like, I can go to the grocery store, the post office. I can be walking down the street. And nobody knows that I'm a medium. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm busy all the time, and here it is. But, yeah, reach out or give me a phone call, anything like that. All of my information's on Google, Facebook. Awesome. Yeah, you guys. So you should, if you are like me and love mediums and, you know, maybe there's someone you want to reach out to or communicate with or something, I would really think that maybe you should, you know, reach out to Mary Priscilla. I had an absolute blast chatting with you, Mary. I'm going to have to have you on again at some other point. And just keep doing what you're doing, just helping people, whether they're missing or just the family members or it's phenomenal. So keep up the amazing work. Well, Tessa, I really enjoyed talking to you as well. And I really enjoy what you're doing, keeping, you know, people in the limelight and you get to reach out to people that maybe have questions about paranormal and the education part of your podcast. I really love that you're putting things out there. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. That's I love hearing that, so thank you as well. I really appreciate it. It was truly an honor to chat with the phenomenal Mary Priscilla. So remember about those readings, guys. If you're interested, go look for her. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Check out the others. They're equally phenomenal. Need a reminder about when the new ones are available to listen to? Subscribe now through iTunes. Deezer, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Castbox, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, and oh so many others. Enjoy your October day and see you next week, my beautiful friends. Poor girl, poor girl, lay dead upon the ground. Poor girl, poor girl, her head was never found.